welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, your weekly glimpse into the life of indie author Paul Teague. Find out how many words got written over the past seven days, hear what's on the planning board, and discover the tips and tools which Paul is using to self-publish his books and get them selling as fast as possible. This is Paul's Podcast Diary, and here's your show host, Paul Teague. Hello, and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary for Saturday the 6th of May, 2017. And what a busy one it's been this week. All sorts of things going on this week to tell you about. Let's start with the writing, though. And Burden of Guilt is now at, well, it's actually about 21,900 words. 20,000, I beg your pardon, uh, 900 words. And I wrote 5,125 words today. I've just finished that in the last hour. So that story is chugging away extremely nicely now. Happy with the setup, the story. Um, it's just good to continue to flow, I think, from, from now on. I've got the positioning right. Everybody's where they need to be at the right times. All that stuff's correct. So hopefully Touchwood will be okay with that story now. And I'll just continue to write it at 5,000 words per week. And in six weeks time, we'll have another one ready to go off for some proofreading. It really has felt like a sausage factory this week because Dead of Night went live this week. And I did an interview with Tim Lewis for the Begin Self-Publishing podcast. I think it was last week we recorded it and it went live this week. And one of the things I was talking to about with Tim um, and we talked about Vellum and we talked about what else is it we talked about Vellum and Insta Freebie. Um, but we were having a little chat at the end and I just mentioned that although I know what to do with email marketing, I'm really poor at it that I, I had an email marketing list of about 25,000 when I was um, an internet marketer and I, I had all the rules and the techniques and the, the thing about the lines and the resends and opens. I know I, I've immersed myself for several years in email marketing, but to be honest with you, I'm pretty lazy with it. I don't really send out a lot of emails, even though I know the more emails you send out, you know, the more sales, the more money you make. So um, that spurred me to action, bearing in mind that Dead of Night was on pre-sale. And when I put something on pre-sale, I don't do anything with it. I just kind of put it up there and just see what happens. So using my email list and giving it a little bit of publicity, um, I actually managed to break my pre-sale record. Now, hold your horses, don't get too excited. Because as I said, I've never done pre-sales properly. I've just kind of put the books up there. And if I happen to make a couple of pre-sales, well, so be it. That's very nice. So the record, I think, and this must be two years ago now, whenever it was, um, was for The Secret Bunker 3. I can't even remember how I released those books now. It's so long ago. Um, but that had uh, 19 pre-sales on it. I can see the history in my Amazon account. So for Dead of Night, I managed to get 50 pre-sales on that book. Um, I was very happy. I kept setting myself mini targets. I thought, well, let's get the 38. And then we've we've doubled the pre-sales that we made. And then we got to 50. I thought, right, happy at 50. Uh, that's a good little number. That's a huge improvement on what I'd done last time. Now, I know this is not of the scale of best-selling authors, but it felt nice to be able to make 50 pre-sales. And these weren't free books. These were paid books. They were, they were only 99p. As you know, so <laughs> I won't be retiring on the proceeds. It was actually disappointing by the time Amazon had taken their cut. It was disappointing to look in my stats to just see how little money that equated to. But, you know, whatever. The whole point of it is, is that they read Dead of Night and then they move through to the Don't Tell Meg series. So um, when I wasn't going to get to 50, I'd, I'd thrash my email list and uh, made quite a lot of sales. 
and I actually boosted a post this week. Now, normally I wouldn't say to people to, to bother boosting posts, but because I've got so many saved audiences now, when I boost a post, I can actually access those saved audiences. So it has quite a lot of value to me. And I just put a post on Facebook saying, um, probably Dead of Nights on pre-sale, putting the cover up. And I thought, well, I might as well boost that. I'll boost that for a fiver and just see if I can get that up to 50 pre-sales. And because I've got lots of pre-built lists, I, I sent that advert to the list of people um, who I had built during my previous crime and thriller giveaway. So if you remember, if you're, if you're following these diaries and taking notes, I, I did a crime and thriller giveaway on Insta Freebie a couple of weeks ago now. It's probably in March actually now. And on there, I put the Facebook pixel so I could build a custom audience. And over a period of a week of that promotion, I built a custom audience of about 7,000 odd people who like crime thrillers. And I targeted those for the pre-sales I stuck a fiver on it and that, I can't remember how many sales I made through it, but it brought my pre-sales up to a total of 50 using who I'd got on my email list and, and that little Facebook boost. So all in all, in actual fact, I think I boosted it to nine pounds uh, in the end. So it was worthwhile. I wouldn't normally boost a post, but for a very small budget without having to get too serious about setting up Facebook ads, it did the job. It got me to the 50. Now that book was released on Wednesday, the 3rd of May. And because I've got so many things going on at the moment, it's selling, it's selling pretty well. And I'll talk you through all of those things. Um, but I'm happy with the, the number of pre-sales there. It always feels nice when you beat your last best figure. Uh, particularly if I've over doubled it, even though these figures are insignificant compared to authors who are doing really well. But it just feels like you're making progress, that you're moving upwards rather than, than downwards. So um, also this week, um, so as I said, loads, loads of things going on and they all kind of work in a pincer movement uh, to create the, 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 the sort of effect that I've had in the past week. Um, Frostbite Publishing formatted Dead of Night for paperback at the weekend. Um, I just decided to get it sent off. It's only a short book. It cost me £33. That came back um, after the weekend. I can't remember when I got it back. Uh, it does a great job of it. Adam, who runs Frostbite, I've asked him onto the podcast because he's done a little bit of work for me now. That's the fourth book he's formatted. And i got to tell you, it just makes it so much easy, easier to, to do it that way. And I don't mind paying 33 quid to get a book formatted. You know, in terms of the sweat, pain, agony of me doing it myself, I'm quite happy to pay somebody else 33 quid to take care of it. It looks great when it comes back. So that got uploaded to Create Space. Um, I had to make a little adjustment to something I'd done. I'd, I'd messed up the back cover text. So I had to go back in, um, get it reapproved approved by create space and now uh, hopefully by monday because i put it on expedited expedited delivery speedy delivery whatever it is um that should be with me by monday and then i'll put dead of night up for sale really quickly as a paperback now um the only reason i did it because it's a small book i only did it because i want to have um you know it's a little bit of the ocd in me and i wanted to have 10 paperback books and i'm gonna have 10 paperback books on non-fiction uh, books this is the count of the non-fictions uh, 10 fiction books on my shelf and I thought oh, that'll make a nice little photograph and that's a nice little pile for when I do talk so I just wanted to make a round number up to 10 and I'll consider whether I, I put the rest in books but to be honest with you because I, I haven't spent any money really on the covers for these books and because it's only cost me you know 30 quid 30 something quid to get them um, formatted it hasn't really been very expensive to get these books out there in paperback and, and knowing how few paperbacks I sell now at that price, it kind of feels worth it. You know, at 75 quid-ish a book, less than 100 quid a book, it feels worth it to do it at that price. It doesn't feel so much worth it when I'm spending a lot on covers and having a lot of, 
you know, pain with it um, to, to do it. But at that price, it's fairly worth it. So we'll run those four thrillers, four paperbacks that I've got out. I'll, I'll get an idea of the numbers and then see whether it's going to be worth me continuing to do the paperbacks. But I was very happy to get that done anyway. Another thing I did at, at the weekend was um, now I have written seven non-fiction books in the past and a couple of those I've now taken off sale the Facebook one even though actually I think that's actually my best-selling book um the Facebook one but I just you know I know this sounds ridiculous but I just don't I don't want to keep up with Facebook I'm, I'm fed up with it it just keeps changing every five minutes and, and it just feels like an albatross so I, you know regardless of how many sales that book make, makes I'm making a strategic decision to pull away from uh you know facebook in, in terms of of writing a book about it but it, it does sell very well that book um but so i pulled that off the shelves linkedin i've pulled off the shelves and twitter i've pulled off the shelves as i say that's entirely a strategic decision i ain't playing silly fools with social media trying to keep up with it every five minutes because you you publish a paperback and they've changed it you know the next five minutes and you've got to change all the images so i just don't want to play that game anymore uh, which meant that I've boiled it down to WordPress, email marketing, and webinars as the books that I'm going to do for expert positioning. So lots of progress with that this week. I'm going for WordPress first because I'm doing a load of corporate training for the local Chamber of Commerce on WordPress. And it makes sense to me to have a book that I can sell at the end of those sessions when I've just done a day's teaching uh, with people, as long as they've given me good feedback, of course, and don't want to lynch me. So I've got a cover done. I did that on Fiverr at the weekend, and I got a paperback cover done. And that, I, I, it's always in dollars, but it was about $50. What's that, £35, £38, something like that, to get a Create Space cover done with a spine on and a you know, really nicely designed one. And um, also to get a 3D cover and also to get, get the Kindle cover done as well. And I got what's called the PSD file, which is the, the layered Photoshop file. So I can make little adjustments as well, which I tend to do on Fiverr because I seldom get exactly what I want first time. I don't want to thrash people and drive them into the ground getting it perfect for me. But so long as they do the basic design and get that right, I can mess around with the fonts and the words and things like that afterwards. So um, the WordPress book I'm supposed to be working on this weekend it doesn't need an awful lot doing to it. Uh, there's just a main section. I've changed my hosting. So whereas I was recommending when I wrote that book two or three years ago, I was saying to get hosting with HostGator. I don't recommend that anymore. In my opinion, HostGator's gone off the boil. It's not a service I would recommend at the moment. And I'm recommending SiteGround. So I just need to rewrite that section of the book. And there's just one or two of the screens have changed in WordPress in the time since I wrote it. So I just need to get that updated. And I did the screenshots for that. I think it was on Bank Holiday Monday. I did the screenshots for that. So all I've got to do is just change the text next change the book around a bit and off we go now the other thing and i'll put a picture of this on the resources page is i've got one of those card readers that you can get that link to your phone i got a paypal what's it called hang on let's just lean over and grab it it's just to the side here I put a picture of this on the resources page but i've got one of these paypal here readers now uh, this was 45 quid um, i don't need to sell very many books to make that back um, not at a tenner a time when they cost what is it 270 something um, to supply so um I'm going to try this. I'm going to try selling books face-to-face -face with people um, because I do a lot of training on email marketing for the Chamber and I do a lot of training for WordPress. Not so much webinars, but I know so much about webinars. I want to put that in a book anyway. Um, and also I'm doing a lot of webinars for the Chamber now and I'm expecting people, you know, people will start to ask me about them. So it's good for me to have a book done for that. And I, I want to just for personal and professional reasons um, share that knowledge. So I'm going to start selling these books in, in, in paperback form 
person to person and see how it goes. So I'll put a picture of that on the um, on the page, but it's a fabulous little bit of kit, 45 quid, and it just links my Bluetooth to your mobile phone. And um, you can take payments for all sorts of things on it. It's really, really, really good. So I've, I've wanted one of those for a while. I'll give it a try. And first time I use it, I'll let you know how uh, that goes, but it was great. Okay, so uh, where are we up to? That's the kind of the immediate writing news done. But now let, let me tell you about this pincer movement because um, as you'll know, I'm running a giveaway this weekend or this week, which is on Insta Freebie. And I brought lots of things together. So I, I, I'm in KDP Select for Don't Tell Meg and the other two standalone paperbacks. And so what I've done is Don't Tell Meg is, is for free for five days through KDP Select. I've dropped the price of the next two books in the series. They're not, they're not free. Uh, I'm not giving them away for free, but I can't remember what the price is, but I have dropped. Oh, no, I've put them on a countdown. That's right. I put them on a countdown deal. So anybody wanting to buy through from Don't Tell Meg can go on a countdown deal and it will encourage them to buy those books. And I've got a, a giveaway, which is with crime and thriller writers. And I'll put the link again on the resources page so you can take a look at this giveaway. But basically, I've got 15 crime and thriller writers who all have email marketing lists of around 5,000. So they're what you would call power hitters, if, if you want to call it that. And they are all now, from Thursday, from the minute my book went free, they're all sending traffic to that page. And rather than me building my list for this page, I've got Don't Tell Beggars a free promo, and I've got um, Dead of Night there as a 99p book. So it's sending a lot of traffic to a page where I've got a free book and a 99p book, and I'm obviously shifting copies of Don't Tell Meg, and I'm and I'm shifting paid copies of Dead of Night as well. At the moment, I'm not building my list now. My my uh, Amazon free period ends on Monday, and there are two days left of the giveaway after that. And on Tuesday, I hope you're following this now. On Tuesday, Insta Freebie are going to give it a push, so I will switch my listing. So that on Tuesday, when Insta Freebie give it a push and my Amazon giveaway is over, I will switch it to a sample of Don't Tell Meg and I will top up my list building for the last two days of the giveaway there. Now, everybody else obviously is building their list and sending traffic to it, but I'm using it slightly more strategically. And of course, I have the Facebook pixel on the page. So I'm building up my targetable audience on Facebook. Now, I'm going to be talking through this. I'm recording, not this weekend, but next weekend, I'm recording a presentation showing how I do the giveaways and how I use it to build these targeted lists. And that's going to go out for the Alliance of Independent Authors. And also, if you head over to Tim Lewis's Begin Self-Publishing podcast, which I recommend anyway, it's a great partner podcast for this one. If you listen to my interview there, you'll hear me talking in general terms about what I'm doing with uh, Insta Freebie. But it's really, really good for driving traffic. Just a couple of observations about the giveaway. Um, I think I've said this before, but do you know what? The biggest pain about organizing giveaways is people's author names. You know, I'm called this and I write under this name and that name. And it's like, I, I'm only dealing with 15 this time. Last time I was dealing with 35. I just can't keep track of it. I'm too old to keep track of it all now. You know, I've got this name and that name and the other name. So I do find the names very difficult. And, and then people have got weird email addresses. It's really hard to match, you know, book to author to, to, to email. So it's a, it's a little thing, but it's actually the hardest thing about doing those events is working out who's called what and who wants to be called what, uh, you know, on, on the promo. Um, the other thing is, is that I did say I wanted people with big lists because my intention with this was to have 15 people with 5,000 lists sending lots of traffic to a page where I would have Don't Tell Meg on for free 
so I could get lots of traffic off it. Now, obviously, they could build their lists off it. So it's a, you know, it's a, it's a mutual venture. Everybody gets something from it. But that was my personal aim was to, to get those sales or those, those people reading Don't Tell Meg so that I would then see the knock on effect as they work their way through the trilogy and buy books two and three. And you see, often you could dine out on that, that sort of, you know, people working through the book. Um, previously, that's lasted for two to three months, you know, those sales being up. So generally, if you're doing a big promo every two to three months, you generally see your sales, not that mine are high, but they will be consistent. And, you know, you'll, you'll earn a reasonable amount uh, every month from your book sales. So um, it's been a real struggle to get authors with 5K lists. You know, I have had to do some little jiggery pokery with the figures where people maybe haven't got such a big list, but they've got a really good social media presence. So they could, you know, as a rough rule of thumb, they'll be able to send the right amount of traffic, a fair amount of traffic to the giveaway. So it's been hard. It's been hard to get those uh, 15 authors. So next time, if I do another uh, Insta freebie giveaway, and I won't be doing these very much longer um, because I, I think you're in and you're out. I'll get my list to over 5,000 of, of readers and then I'll be out of there because um, you just, you're just flogging the same old books to the same old people in the end, I think. Um, so I will be exiting them soon. But if I do another giveaway, if I host another giveaway, I'll do it with 35 authors over seven days, which means that I can move the rows of authors I have three books to a row and I can give everybody a turn at the top over a course of a week, which authors seem to appreciate. And I will do it for um, authors of any list size, you know, whatever your list size, as long as you promote. Um, but that's my favorite model for an Insta freebie giveaway, just from my limited experience doing those. Now, I've combined that. I timed it all, hopefully beautifully. I timed it all so that I would coincide that giveaway and that traffic driving with uh, promotions on uh, free booksy, Ebook soda, book machine, book griller. I'm sure there's another one I paid for, but I've forgotten what it is. Um, so um, I had the free booksy promo on Thursday, and then today's uh, Friday. The the other three promos or four, however many I booked, I've forgotten now. Um, those promos are running through the day. So I'm, free booksy always gives it lots of impetus. I love free booksy. To me, it's the next best thing to do if you can't get a book bub, and I can't get a book bub yet. So I use free booksy. You get loads and loads of traffic from a free booksy. And interestingly, I've always been very happy with it for sci-fi. I've promoted the grid and the secret bunker using free booksy. I've got really, really good results from it for my thriller book. And I'll talk to you about that in a moment or two. I'll tell you what the numbers are. So, um, I've also boosted it, by the way, uh, uh, to my lookalike audience on Facebook. So I'm, so I'm just sending everything I can at this blasted book, this free promo, because I want to get it if I can. I wanted to get it certainly top 10, top three if I can, number one if I can in the USA and the UK. So let me tell you what the results are. And actually, as I'm as I'm recording this, I'm just going to refresh the screen because these promos are beginning to go out now and I'm watching my position like a hawk to see if I go up to that number one slot. So as of recording this on Friday afternoon, I'm currently number two in the USA in uh, the free Kindle books um, psychological thrillers. Well, this is good, actually. I'm actually number 59 in the total Kindle store, which is fabulous. So that's in the USA. So the whole free Kindle store, I'm number 59. And I'm number two in the psychological thrillers Kindle store. That's the USA. And in the UK, I'm number four in psychological thrillers in the UK. This is the freebies. Remember, I'm not selling these. They're freebies. And I'm 123 in the Kindle store in the UK. So it's given me some very prominent positioning. And as I say, I'm just about, I think um, one of those promos has gone out. So I should have another two promos. I've never tried Book Gorilla before. 
Uh, ebook soda will send a reasonable amount of traffic as well. So I'm just hoping that's enough just to squeeze me up to at least um, the USA number one slot, which is where I seem to sell more books. Um, but but um, what I'll do is because I'm having to record this on Friday uh, because it sort of fits in with my domestic schedule. What I'll do is if I get that number one slot, I'll put it on the resources page. So just just check that number. Just check the resources page for this uh, podcast diary. Um, probably later on Saturday and on Sunday and just see if I hit that number one slot. I'll put a screenshot on there if I do just to show you if I hit that number one slot. But that that's how I've done it. I've just thrown a lot of traffic at this promo. Now, let me tell you what that boils down to in, in terms of numbers. And I just need to uh, go into my book report link here and refresh it. So I'm just doing this live as I'm talking to you and I'll give you an idea of what the numbers are and probably best if I do it over the past a uh, week, I think, with this. So I'll, uh, I'll just try and give you the numbers over the past week because there's not a lot happening beforehand. Now, where's book report? Let's go to book report. So if I tell you today what we've done, uh, today, just wait for those numbers to update. Uh, today, uh, this is a, as of Friday afternoon, I've given away 569 copies of uh, Don't Tell Meg. 569 uh, copies of Don't Tell Meg. Um what have we done elsewhere? And we've sold, I've sold uh, all of the books. I'm selling, I'm selling the books, not, not selling many of the books, but in terms of the giveaway, what it takes to get to that Kindle number one slot today, 569 books. Now, will it let me have yesterday? Yes, it will. Yesterday was the big day. This is what gave me the impetus. So the big day yesterday, I gave away 3,713 copies of Don't Tell Meg through that promo. Now, I don't know, um, I can't tie it down exactly as to how many free books he gave me, but free books he gave me, the majority of those, I've never had that number um, before, uh, you know, go away. And my sales were up uh, 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 as well across that day. I was selling a bit of everything uh, that day, um, you know, selling um, several copies of Dead of Night, and people were also buying through the trilogy. Now, usually what happens when I do a free booksy is you'll see a tremendous amount of traffic. Um, usually it's about a thousand. So that those numbers are really good. I'm very happy with those. Um, I can't remember what I paid for free books. It's only about 60 or $70 um, for that promo. So that's, that, that's uh, certainly over the course of, of two days, that's about four, 4,200, 4,300 people have put Don't Tell Meg on their readers. Now, if you remember then, I've got two books in that series. I've also got Dead of Night out, uh, plus I've got two versions of the box set. What that will do for me now, although it appears like I'm giving away a lot of books for free, is actually what it does is it's what you do. It's what I call sausage on a stick. It's good to hopefully find new readers and hopefully those readers will enjoy the book and, um, you know, they'll, they'll continue to read my thrillers. But when you're an unknown author in a new genre, people haven't got a clue who you are or how you write. Um, you know, unless you have extremely good luck or some friends in high places, this is kind of what you have to do to get your book out there. And this is an extremely effective way of doing it. So, um, you know, that's a pretty good way, hopefully, of getting the numbers up. And I would expect now, just from previous experience, I would expect my sales to be up across the next two months at least. And it usually begins to straggle out over three months, just from the impetus of people eventually getting to read Don't Tell Meg and then a percentage of them going on to read the future books. It just kind of gives that that momentum uh, to you, which is fantastic. Um, the other thing I, I got today, I got a lovely um, review 
which I was really happy about and turned into a, a graphic. Now, you always have to take with the rough with the smooth with this, but I was a bit disappointed if you don't tell Meg because I'd, I'd had sort of two four stars, which were, were perfectly all right reviews. But what you really want is when you really get your book in the hands of a potential customer. This person marked it um, five stars and uh, said, this book contains the most inventive murder I've ever read about in all of the years I've been reading uh, mystery and thriller fiction. It may even may have even shocked me a little. I know that sounds crazy. And then she goes on to say, I really enjoyed the story and all of the insane twists it took. I can't wait to read the second book. Um, and, and when you see a review like that, uh, and, you know, I've got these on all of the books that I've written, but, you know, also I've also got the mediocre reviews and, and the occasional, you know, duffer. When you read a review like that, my view is, you know, all I need is, uh, and there must be these people in the world, I need more of that kind of person. You know, the person who's kind of gets it, who, who who likes it, you know, who wants to read more of it. That's We need more of those people when you see those good reviews. And, and somehow, <laughs> as writers, we've got to work out a way of getting our books into those people's hands. Those are the people we want to buy our books. Not the moaners, you know, the gripers, but the people who read them, love them, want to read some more. And um, I don't know whether you've heard of this concept of having a, a thousand true fans, you know, a thousand people who love what you do. And I just think, you know, a thousand in, in, a, in a population, world population of seven, whatever it is, billion people, you know, surely it must be possible for most of us to find a thousand people who feel like that about our books, you know, given that our books reach a certain standard threshold of proofreading and quality uh, to get people who feel that way about our books. And if we could bottle that and sell it, we'd all be rich authors because, you know, that's, that's the mission, isn't it? To find people who feel that way uh, about your books. So as I said at the beginning, you know, so many things going on this week uh, to just try and get some impetus going with Don't Tell Meg. I don't intend to to, to do Don't Tell Meg uh, free again. You can never say never in this game, of course, but I intend it to stay at a priced book and I want Dead of Night to be the lead-in to my thrillers. And that's shifted quite a lot of copies this week, actually selling them, which is good. Um, whether I'll make Dead of Night free on a promo, I might do because I, I accidentally, I'm so uh, I'm terrible when I fill in forms and tick boxes, but I, I didn't mean to, but I put Dead of Night on KDP Selects. I'm locked in for three months. So this is kind of where I was with Don't Tell Meg. I thought, oh, I've put that in KDP Select. Well, I might as well promote it for a week as I'm in there. And that's how I'm what I'm probably going to do with Dead of Night, it's in KDP Select. You know, I'm committed till whatever it is, May, June, till I can get it out. So um, I might as well do a free promo. So I probably will do this again, but it'll probably be, you know, end of June, something like that. And again, it'll probably coincide with another Insta freebie giveaway, just so I can send some real big traffic to it. But then um, th- then I'll reconsider because I'll, I'll be about to publish Burden of Guilt then. And I've got more thriller books to play with in terms of the sequence. A uh, couple of things. I'm not going to talk about these very much, but um, just a few things that have interested me this week. If you just head for the resources page, I'll put the links there. Um, a really interesting um, self-publishing formula podcast episode this week. This is Mark Dawson's podcast. It was last week, actually, but this week's is also interesting. A guy called Michael Andelay, who I'm hearing a lot about at the moment, his basic philosophy is if you write 20 books and they make a media amount, of, uh, 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 they make a mediocre amount of money every month, then you can very quickly as an author get to $50,000 a year. It's a really interesting concept. And, and if you do the numbers, you don't actually have to earn very much from each book every month to, to reach that figure. It's a very interesting concept. And um, he, uh, an author who's done some work with him, 
Um, and I and Justin Sloan, who I'm talking to on Monday, has done some work with Michael Andale. He's kind of the man of the moment, the interesting man of the moment, um, you know, doing interesting things. And he's creating this buzz. Well, um, there was a chap whose name I've forgotten now, who appeared on uh, the self-publishing formula last week, who uh, is writing shorter stories, about 20, 18, 20,000 words long. He's making a fortune selling the books and he's doing absolutely everything. Um, and I use this with air quotes wrong. So he's not following any of the conventional wisdom and he's making a fortune. So uh, please, please listen to that because I think sometimes we all get so het up about building lists and Facebook ads and I'm missing out. I'm not doing Amazon ads. You know, I'm, I'm leaving thousands of pounds on the table that we all get so caught up sometimes with following best advice that actually we forget that there are many, many ways to excuse the phrase if you've got a cat, but to skin a cat. Um, you know, there are many ways to do that. Um, I'm getting on better with the podcast at the moment. I'm, I'm making sure that I only book and record one guest a week and then edit them. Um, and again, it becomes like a sausage factory because what I was doing was, you know, booking people, maybe ended up doing three recordings a week and it was a bit too much with everything else. So I'm doing one a week and it's working really well. Um, this week I recorded Mike Bodner. Mike's been a guest on the podcast before, but he's just recorded his audio book. And by the way, uh, it was a, it's a really good episode. It's coming up in episode 64. Um, Mike and I are, are former broadcasters, as you probably know. You wouldn't know it with me, the way I gabble on. But, um, but with Mike, um, you know, Mike, Mike, you can tell is, is a sort of professional broadcaster. <laughs> I'm lapsed. And, uh, and Mike's just, we're just talking about, um, things that you won't hear about other people saying, because Mike and I have both been in studios. We've had posh setups and engineers and things like that. And it was a really, really interesting conversation about how to record an audiobook. And I decided not to with my broadcasting history because I, I, I know how much work's involved. Mike did it in spite of his broadcasting history and really enjoyed the process. And we just had a really good conversation. So I can't recommend that to you highly enough if you're thinking of recording your own audio book or you're not sure whether you want to do it. There's loads of practical tips in there that I haven't heard on any other audio book broadcasts or recordings, mainly because Mike and I, you know, have, have spent a career doing this kind of thing. Um, the other thing is, is I'm really looking forward to speaking to Sarah Painter, uh, on Monday. Now, Sarah is traditionally published, but she's had a first foray into the world of self-publishing. She's published a, um, a non-fiction book and a very good book it is too. Um, I've read it and reviewed it, um, for Sarah just because I love her, her podcast. Um, you know, I rate her stuff and just bought the book and read it, you know, because when you, when you rate somebody, that's what you do. And, um, so, I've been sort of saying to Sarah for some time, you know, the minute you self-publish, you can come on my podcast and I'm really looking forward to talking to you. So Sarah is booked in for Monday evening to talk about self-publish. And obviously we'll talk about her experiences being a traditional publisher and uh, well, she's hybrid now, isn't she, of course, and, and how she got on with, with self-publishing. And we'll touch on her podcast too, because that's another great body buddy podcast for this one. Um, it's a really, it's a really lovely podcast and I always listen to Sarah's uh, episodes. It's called the uh, Worried Writer Podcast. So do look it up. But I'm interviewing Sarah on Monday. So really looking forward to that. Next week, I'll give you the kind of the final figures on the Insta freebie giveaway that I'm doing on all the promos that I'm doing. I'll let you know if I got to number one and I shall be doing another 5,000 words of writing next week as well. So another busy week uh, coming up for me. I'll tell you all about it next Saturday in the next diary. But in the meantime, I hope you have a very good week of writing yourself and I'll speak to you next Saturday. Thanks for listening to Paul's Podcast Diary. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed to hear next week's update and find out how many words get produced over the next seven days. Until then, we hope you have a great week of writing.